So as many of you know, uh, it was uh, over five years ago now that my wife Kate and I uh, decided to leave the current position and place in life that we were and branch out and try to do a couple new and different things. And uh, that was pretty terrifying for a lot of different reasons. But one of the reasons was because uh, the space that we were specifically leaving was a church that I had uh, grown up in and been a part of my entire life and loved every single minute of it. There was no kind of angst or frustration or I got to get out of this place kind of thing happening. But uh, to leave everything that we'd known, to leave relationships and all these different things. But for us, there was a reason. There was something going on inside of us that we started to look at and feel like, okay, we know what this thing is, this thing that we're a part of, this thing that I grew up in. But there's something inside of me and something inside of us that is starting to question and starting to wonder, is, is there something different, something unique something possibly that, that we could give ourselves to that wouldn't look like that and, and potentially wouldn't look like much else, but, but that would be authentic and true to a reality of who we were as Matt and Kate Blakesley. And so we decided over five years ago that I'm going to leave my job and we're going to branch out. We're going to do uh, a couple things. And one of those things was going to be this idea of we're going to start a church or within church world, the language is we're going to plant a church. And so we decided to do that. And what's interesting is we decided to do that uh, in Billings, Montana. And uh, the reason that that's interesting is because if you've, if you've driven more than like four blocks in Billings, you've probably passed three or four churches uh, on that drive. Billings is already filled with so many churches. And honestly, some really, really great churches and really, really great things happening within them. And so there was this question of like, okay, we're going to start something in a place that feels like very, very oversaturated. It's kind of like the idea of, you know what Billings needs is like 16 more coffee shops, and then we'll hit it. Like, nobody's really asking for that. And I'm not saying if you want to start a coffee shop, go for it. But there's this thing that we kind of hit this point of realizing like, oh, I I think we've kind of hit that market cap. And honestly, I think if we're being honest, (laughs) Billings hit that market cap of churches and buildings and organizations and all that kind of stuff probably a while ago. So what in us is going, yeah, we need to do something new and different. On top of that, there's a reality that's happening in our country. There's a reality that's happening in our culture that the fastest growing religion in our country right now is none. No religion. That if you were to poll people and see what's growing, what are people moving towards when it comes to religion, and ask them to check a box of kind of what religion or church denomination or belief system do they align with, the box that is checked more and more and more often than any other than any other is the one of none. I have no religion. I have no desire to be a part of any kind of religious organization, institution, or church. What we know is that 18 to 35-year-olds that would say that they have no religion whatsoever, that number has quadrupled in the last... 30 years. There's a mass exodus of people that, are, that is happening from church and organized religion. And so it's in the midst of that that Kate and I go, yeah, let's start a church. And it felt like, and has felt like over these last five years, honestly, many times, my Kate and I decided, hey, we're going to invest all of our time and all of our energy and all of our resources and say no to a lot of other things so that we can start a new landline phone company because that's the wave of the future. (laughs) And in the midst of us choosing to do this, there's a whole bunch of people and and the reality of culture going like, dude, nobody's using landlines anymore. Like it was good at a time, but like we're moving forward as humanity. There's something different out there. And just as honest as I know how to be, that's been a lot of the conversation throughout these last five years. 
We're going to start this thing called church. Meanwhile, it seems like there's this exodus happening. And is that something that maybe was good for a time and for a season? But man, the future of it doesn't look too bright. So why would, why would we invest? Why would we choose to be a part of this thing and give ourselves to it and say no to so many other things to say yes to this? And to be honest with you, in the last five years, if you would have come up to me and said, ask me that question, why? I think I probably would have had some, some language. I probably would have had some ideas or thoughts that I would, would have thrown out there. But if I'm honest, there's a part of me that would have to say, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is this thing called church uh, something that's significant and relevant and important for my life today? Is there anything to preserve within uh, this historic tradition of people getting together on a Sunday in somewhere, uh, singing some songs, doing these kinds of things? Is there anything that's worthy of preserving? Or am I just someone that's continuing to live out of, well, this is what you do. And so that I, you just, I'm just doing it because that's what you do. Or is there something, as Kate and I stepped out from where we were to answer this question, is there something real and true and authentic for who we are that we believe Yes, this matters. And yes, this is important. And as many of you know, the last five years have been uh, a journey of uh, really wrestling with that question. Not just the idea of church, but the idea of faith and belief, the concept of the Bible and what is this thing? And does it matter? Or is it just a bunch of really old stories that for whatever reason, we just keep telling those stories over and over and over again? Is there something there? And many of you have been a part of that journey over the last five years. And some of you have walked out of this place or when we've gathered at other places uh, historically, you've walked out and you've probably said like, man, is that, that was a weird talk. Does that guy even know what he believes? Because it was just like, what was that? And I just have to say like, yeah, I don't know what that was either. There's been so many moments throughout the history of this church and this community of uh, people choosing to look at Kate and I and whether they chose to say it to our face or chose to just leave, which is fine, deciding I, I can't be on this journey with you of, of wrestling through this thing called faith and belief and, and watching people that we know and love and care for decide that yeah, that's just not for me. And that's fine because that's potentially what they need in, in their reality. But it's been filled with watching people that we really care for no longer be around. We've been passionate to figure out this reality and, and passionate to res, wrestle through it in an honest way. And it's in the midst of that that we've upset a lot of people and made decisions that have been very controversial for a lot of people and multiple times have just watched some exoduses, if you will, from our own space. But all of it has been driven to say, okay, maybe rather than hold up what was, I, I want to deal in reality. And, and to be honest, this has always had this underbelly. CMYK has always had this underbelly of maybe we do this for a while. We pursue reality. We pursue, okay, what's really going on here? And we get to this point and we go, yep, it, it shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, th this really isn't, this really isn't uh, what it should be. And maybe there are way better uses of our time and resources and energy. And so let's just, let's just call it what it is. And, and let's, let's just be done with this thing called CMYK. And to be honest with you, I don't, I don't say that as a negative thing. I say that as honestly a positive thing because we went into this wanting to really explore and wanting to really discover and ask the question, does this matter? 
And if we came to the point and, and answered the question and said, no, nah, it doesn't really matter, then, then there's a part of us that goes, okay, well, we explored that cave with all of our gusto, with all of our might. We gave a lot of energy to figure that question out and to land in a place and go like, yeah, this doesn't matter. Okay, at least we know that we gave it our all rather than just cutting bait and just saying, oh, I'm done with it, rather than truly asking these questions. And so that's been the last five years. This is not how you start a church, by the way, okay? There's, there's no, nobody that says, this is how you do it. Um, you get a guy that talks in front of people that doesn't really know what he believes or any of that stuff, but you just keep doing it. Um, this is, this is not, there's no church planting seminar that I'm ever, ever going to be invited to, ever. And what I know is that the last six months to a year, the intensity of this question of YCMYK uh, has been uh, beating in my chest more than any other season. A lot of that is personally what's been going on in my life. Some of that is what's been happening here. Some of it's what's happening culturally. But waking up day after day after day, not being able to sleep at night and for, for many nights because I'm wrestling through this question, does this matter? Is this worth it? Why? Why? Why would we do this? There's so many other places that you could be on Sunday morning, so many other things that we could be uh, giving our resources and energy to. Why? And it's in the midst of that wrestling match that um, there's a couple things that have um, been at the center, I think, of our culture, been at the center of what many of us are experiencing and feeling right now. And it's been a, it's been a fascinating journey for me to watch the way these two things are continuing to uh, grow and grow and grow. But there's a couple realities that we're living in. First and foremost, the reality is that humanity is becoming more and more polarized. Obviously, the, the easiest thing to talk about would be the, the topic of politics. The, the polarization of politics is, is increasing. Whatever poll you look at, whatever study you look at, whoever you talk to, you can feel and sense it that if someone's on one side, then the polarization between them and the other side is growing and growing and growing. There are families that cannot share Thanksgiving or Christmas together, and if they do, they can only talk about the latest thing that they watched on Netflix. They can't talk about anything real that's going on in their lives or anything real that's going on in our country or in communities or in our world because we know that the minute we go there, there's a polarization that's going to take place, and all of a sudden everything's going to break down, and we're not going to be able to talk or relate or have a conversation. There's a polarization that's happening, even with this thing called social media that was supposed to be this idea of let's connect to everybody on planet Earth and all that's happened is we've just found greater and greater silos and pockets that we can find who we like, what we agree with, and then we can point fingers at everybody else and there's this polarization that's taking place. Of it, You know what it's like. You see someone make a post and all of a sudden there's this thing in us, as we were talking about with the songs earlier, there's this thing in us that just puts them in a category. That's a polarization that's taking place. They're on that side. They think like that. They believe that. They vote like that. How could they? And all of a sudden there's this distance that's happening. That for all of the progression of humanity that seems to be taking place, this is something that actually seems to be going in the opposite direction. There's a problem. There's a reality that many of us feel and live in. On top of that, there's this reality um, that spirituality is less and less black and white. Many of us grew up in, in a context or a world that was handed some kind of narrative that, was, that we said, this is the way the world is, this is who God is. And it was a black and white issue. And for, for many of us, our lives were spent trying to get people that were on the outside, get them to the inside, and we sang songs, and, and we were about how we know that we're right, 
We know what we know, and we're on the right, and they're in the wrong. And we sang songs like, our God is greater, our God is stronger, our God can kick your God's ass because he does CrossFit, apparently. Like, these kinds of ideas. <laughs> Honestly, like, we sing these kinds of songs, and what's behind that? I know that I know that I know that I'm right, and in my spirituality, that I have everything the way that it should be, and then anybody that's outside of that, they're in the wrong. And so we spend our lives trying to get everybody into the right. The reality, though, is, again, connected culture, growing humanity. We start to wake up to things like research and science and data and things that we start to question. We go, okay, that doesn't seem to be the way that I was told that it is. And I know that my belief system that I grew up with says this, but, but this, this doesn't seem to work anymore. And so we're left with this question of, okay, is it a black and white issue? Because for many of us, the question is, okay, well, then maybe I just need to leave this thing called spirituality. Because I, I don't know that I can just shut my brain off. I don't know that I can just shut the experience of my heart and, and what I'm really seeing and feeling and experiencing. Just shut that off for the sake of, no, my God is, is the greatest God ever. And anybody that thinks differently is, is dumb. I don't know that I can do that. And so what we're seeing is spirituality is less and less a black and white issue, but it becomes this, this giant gray space. And we start to realize there's, there's all these different narratives historically, whether it's Babylonian culture, teachings of Buddha. We look at all of these different things that are beginning to intersect, and in a connected culture, we can kind of say, okay, maybe there's something here, and maybe it's not as this black and white issue as there is, but there's still something here, potentially. It's just a lot grayer, and it's filled with a lot more mystery and wonder and holiness than maybe I ever gave credit to. And I think it's these two realities that is, is a reason, not the only reason, but one of the reasons why so many people are exodusing and flocking away from the church. Because they see these two things, and many times church and spirituality is actually the reason for these things happening. The polarization that has happened in my life with friends and family around me is because of some of the church choices that I've made. And people saying, I can't, I can't be around you. I can't be a friend. We can't talk about that. We can't go there. We can't deal in reality. There's a polarization that's happening. And church, for many of us, is at the center of it. So we just go, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm done with that. And spirituality is no longer a black and white issue. And, and church is usually a space where you come into to figure out the black and the white of it. It's not a gray space. It's a black and white space where you figure it out. You draw the lines in the sand. And for many people to see church be that kind of space, they go, yeah, I can't, I can't do that anymore. And so there's this exodus. So the thing for me over the last six months, last year, that has kind of kept me up, as I ask this question of why church, when I see and think about these realities that we live in, I wonder, for all the things that church has been and for all the things that church could be, I wonder if there's something at the core of what the narrative of Christ or at the core of what a healthy spiritual community can and should look like that would find itself addressing these two things. Dealing in the reality of these two things. And for me, that comes around this idea of CMYK. That what if CMYK were a space that it's not about polarization and who's in and who's out, but it's about setting a table with bread and cup and saying, man, I, I know that you vote differently than me. 
I know that you have different thoughts than me. I know that you post things on social media that, I, that just make me shake my head. I know that. But there's this humanity here that matters. There's a life of who you are. There's a life of who I am that matters. And I do not want to degrade and spend my life turning you into an enemy, but I want to find a work and I want to find a space and a place where we can sit at the same table together and see and embrace one another. We don't have to agree on everything, but rather than living in this polarization, that there would be a space where no matter who you are, no matter what you believe, no matter how you vote, whatever it is, that everyone's welcome to this table and we work to see and embrace one another because that's what the work of Christ has always been about. So what if there was this church, this work that, yeah, this matters, because the world is becoming more and more polarized, but, but we've got to find a space, intentional space, where we can see the opposite happen for my life, the opposite happen for our friends and for the city of Billings. Where spirituality is less and less black and white, what if we created a space that was not either you're in or you're out, believe this, check these boxes, but more of a, hey, just, just be honest with whatever, whatever you got wherever you're at, whatever doubts, whatever problems, whatever struggles, whatever solid beliefs that you know that you know, whatever it is, just bring it to the table because your voice matters. And we believe that the work of the divine is for us to be honest and it's in that work that we interact with each other on a divine level and we interact with the mystery of this God on the divine level. And so just, just bring whatever grayness, whatever, air, whatever questions, whatever doubts, this isn't about believing a certain thing or unbelieving certain things. This is just about being honest because we're all welcome here. For me, for all the things that church could be, when I look at these things, there's a part of me that goes, I think this could matter, and I think it does matter. I think I need this in my life. I think I need a community and a space where Everybody's maybe believing different things. Everybody's voting different ways. And, but we come to the same table. And we work to see and embrace one another. And so for, for, for me and for us, when I think about CMYK, I think this is what matters. And I think this is why we need to keep doing this thing. And the way that I've uh, chosen to describe that or talk about that is simply through this, that CMYK is a more beautiful way forward together. That this is what we're about. That we understand there's some realities of the world around us and we're trying to figure out a more beautiful way forward. It's not about just calling back the past and trying to relive some pasts or some traditions. There's some good things in traditions. There's good things in ancient teachings. Yes, we've got to stay connected to those things in our humanity, for sure but that it's about us figuring out what's the most beautiful way forward together. For many of you, you know and would understand, well, what is this beautiful way forward? For us, that's found within what, what I would call the gospel or the teachings of Christ, the invitation of scripture, whatever kind of language you would bring to it, that it's our invitation to be present, to be honest, no matter what, to be open. I don't know everything. I don't have it all together, so I'm just open to understanding that there's more to this world and more to other people's stories and their humanity than I know, so I'm open. And to be loved, to be the embodiment of love. This is the most beautiful way forward, I believe. And so we find that by coming to this table and working to be present together with one another, to be honest, no matter what. Seeing each other, embracing each other, to be open to be the embodiment of love.
Can you imagine if this were something that we're seeing more and more and more of in our community, more and more and more of in our friendships, in our families? So this thing matters to me. But there's the added word at, at the end of that that um, I think is important to highlight. It's this idea of together. Because I think many of us know and understand you can find a more beautiful way forward. You can read, you can study, you can listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos, you can meditate, you can journal, you can go out into the woods, and find yourself. You can find a more beautiful way forward for yourself, yes. And I hope you're doing all of those things. That's important and good and healthy. But there's something significant when we look at these realities of our world that the impact of it is not found by us, by me choosing to say, okay, I'm done and, I, and I'm cutting it off and I'm just going to go find myself or I'm just going to go figure it out by myself. That's actually not moving the ball forward in either one of these areas. So yes, go and do those things, but I've got to. I know that I have to, and I believe we have to, as humanity, have spaces where we're actually physically present together. And I'm eyeball to eyeball with somebody that disagrees with me, that thinks differently than me, that believes differently than me, and I'm working to figure out this more beautiful way forward together. Otherwise, all we're doing is continuing to polarize ourselves by just running off to our pockets where we can just be with ourselves and our own thinking and our own silos and groups of people that all think and act and talk like us. We're not actually helping this reality. We're not actually seeing what the invitation of Christ was take place. And so for me, and I think for us at CMYK, it's important to note that this is about doing this together. This is about creating a space like this on a Sunday morning and a Sunday evening where we're physically wrestling through what we're talking about, what we're dealing with, and we're coming to the same table over and over and over again. It's a beautiful, more beautiful way forward together. So that's what we're here to do. And I think um, if you haven't picked up on it, <laughs> The teachings in the life of Christ is something that's still very central and resonant for who I am personally. But I know that that's not everybody in this room. And for some people, the teachings of Christ are things that were like, or the scriptures and the Bible in general is something that you kind of set aside. You don't really want anything to do with. Welcome to the table. For others where I would use language of Christ and scripture, you would say, yeah, but there's other teachings from other religious leaders and thoughts and ideas that kind of point at the same thing. Okay, welcome to the table. We're not asking you to change your language. We're not asking you to, to change all the little details about the nuances of your beliefs. We're inviting you to come to the table and to be present, to be honest, to be open, and to be the embodiment of love. Whatever language, whatever belief, whatever unbelief you bring, your voice is significant and matters here. And this only works when we are finding this more beautiful way forward together. So some of you might be asking the question, okay, well, so what does this mean? If, if the first five years was Matt in, in diapers trying to figure out what church is supposed to look like, what do the next five years look like? And so that's been the conversation uh, that I've been having with some of you, a lot of our leadership of, okay, so, so where are we headed and what does this look like? And so uh, for me, I think that revolves around a couple different things. Uh, first and foremost, next slide, uh, I think we need a greater emphasis on together. One of the things that I was uh, pretty passionate about, and I would say we were pretty passionate about when we, when we started this thing called CMYK, 
was that we never wanted to see any kind of guilt put on anybody for the sake that they didn't make it to church on a Sunday morning. Um, because I, I, I'd kind of grown up in that, and we just didn't really want to see that to be a part of the space. And we did a really, really good job of that, just so you know, like an excellent job of that. So much so that our average attendance is usually, we see someone every once, once every eight to six weeks, six to eight weeks. Like, that's a really good job of not putting any guilt on anybody ever showing up. Um, I got to be really honest. It's been this weird journey of so many people that I run into that are like, man, I love the CMYK community. I'm so grateful for the CMYK community. Thank you for, for you know, I'm in. I love it. And, and I, I know that. I have that conversation. And to have this growing list of people that, honestly, and this is going to shock some of you, there's about, you know, when we actually put names on a piece of paper and try to say, okay, who's actually a part of this thing? We've got anywhere between 100, when we add kids, to 150 people that call CMYK their community, their church. And some of you have been here, and there's like eight people, and you're like, what? That's not a thing. And I just got to be honest, a lot of that is because we were so... Uh, emphasized around this idea of, hey, there's no guilt here, there's no guilt here. So one of the things that if we're going to actually see a more beautiful way forward together that needs to change, not bringing back guilt, not taking attendance, but that there would be something internal in us, in you individually, that says, okay, this works and this happens because I'm choosing to be a part of a room of people. And to wrestle through this thing in reality, not just in my head and my thinking and listening to a podcast, but to actually physically be with other people and to wrestle through this stuff together. And so for us as, a, as CMYK, we want to bring a greater emphasis on this thing matters, this space on Sunday, whether it's Sunday morning or Sunday evening, it matters. And our hope is that you would do everything that you can to be here. Out of all the things that you could be doing uh, on a Sunday morning, that you would potentially say no to a lot of other things to be here and to be a part of this work because this work matters. Our world is becoming more polarized and spirituality is not black and white. And we need a space in our community, I believe, that can exist and see this life and this work of Christ actually found in reality. And that's only found when we're together. And one of the more difficult things for me over the journey of the last five years has been, yeah, we've, we've taken away the guilt, but I also have conversations with somebody and we talk about, man, there's this community of people that, man, no matter where you are, whatever doubt, whatever struggle, whatever problem that you're having, man, we're, we're all are welcome to the table. And for someone to kind of get amped up and be like, you, I'm not alone? I'm not alone in my wrestling match and what's going on? I'm like, yes, yes, come on a Sunday. Come and see this community and what's happening. And they show up and there's four other people here and they go, oh, yep, I am alone. I knew it. I knew it. I'm alone. <laughs> And for me and my heart to go, no, that's not true. That's not true. You're not alone. I can name names. I can give you phone numbers. Like, I, it's, it's not true. <laughs> and so we just need a greater emphasis on together. And so I would ask that you would look at your life, your time, your schedule, and ask the question, as I've been asking, does this matter? Is it worth it? And if it is, this is something I think matters that we build and create in Billings, Montana, that we hand off to our kids and we show them this is what healthy spirituality can look like. And so that there's this commitment for us to just be here. And we say no to a lot of other things that we could go and do. We've got uh, things that we call Sabbath gatherings that we take about every seven weeks. We're going to get the calendar out for the entire year for that in the next probably three weeks. We're kind of tweaking some things right now. 
But the reason that we want to give that to you is to say, hey, this is when we're gathering. Man, we hope you can make it. And this is when, if you're looking for a time to get away, because we all look for those times, all that stuff, these might be some good times. We are not going to take attendance. And if you miss, there's no guilt whatsoever. I'm, I'm really being honest with that. I'm just also trying to say, hey, I think this matters and we need to emphasize together. The second thing that I would say that we're bringing is uh, more interviews and conversations at our Sunday gatherings. If we're trying to do this together, I think it's important that it's not just me up front with my thoughts and ideas, but that we're actually inviting other people within our community and even outside our community. Say, hey, what, what do you think about this? How are you wrestling through this? Many of you remember the, the capitalism series we did this last fall, more things like that. And so honestly, that's a big part of what our gatherings are gonna be. There's still gonna be a teaching. There's still gonna be the things that we're all used to, but a, a central part of it is, is trying to really emphasize this is together, so we've gotta have more voices at the table. Next for us, uh, we're gonna work to invite more people to the table. Um, I, I feel really, really ashamed about this, just so you know. Um, but I've, I've really struggled to invite people to CMYK. And I think a lot of that is because I didn't know what this thing was, personally. Um, I wasn't quite sure what I was doing. And we were trying to figure this stuff out. And I know that some of, some of us in this room, we love the idea that this is small and intimate. And, and I love that too. And, and we're going to always work to keep it small and intimate. Uh, feeling and community connected. But I think if we're being honest about the realities of a polar, more polarized world and black and white spirituality and the work, the unique work that CMYK can bring to Billings, man, there's a part of me for the first time, and this is why I'm ashamed, but for the first time there's a part of me that looks at everyone I know, no matter their beliefs, no matter where they're from, no matter what kind of thinking or ideology they, they would bring to the table, man, I need your voice at this table. I need your voice at this table. We need your voice at this table because this is a more beautiful way forward together and it's only found when we get different voices at the table that don't look like us, act like us, talk like us, and think like us. So there's this part of me that says, man, I, I, I want to, I need to be somebody and for the first time want to be somebody that is looking at others and saying, man, you're missing out on something really special and unique and beautiful that's happening here in Billings. Come and be a part of it. Come and check it out. Come and see it. And so we're going to emphasize and just try to find ways to do that. Don't worry. We're not doing, you know, tracks that if everybody leaves five tracks on everybody's windshield at a football game, uh, then we are doing our job, okay? That's not what we're talking about. We're going to figure it out in a way that's real and authentic to who we are. But there just needs to be a greater emphasis, I think, on this is about us inviting more voices to the table because it's really more beautiful and on that level. And then uh, last but not least, we're going to reshape our community structure and organization. This is an ongoing conversation. Uh, probably in the next four weeks at the end of this series, we'll kind of announce what that looks like. But what I know is that, okay, there's a, there's a way for church to be done. And we kind of started a church in that way. And what I've asked our finance council and been having conversations with our leadership team about is to say, okay, let's just abandon ship on what we know church is supposed to look like. And let's just say, we're trying to find a more beautiful way forward together. So how do we resource that? How do we put time and energy into that? How do we staff that and make sure we have the right people in the right places? How do we move forward as a community on that? So we're, we're having some really broad conversations about that, and uh, you're going to be knowing, hearing more about that in the coming weeks. So the thing to land the plane on this morning, then, is if we're going to have a more beautiful way forward together, what can I do? Um, really quickly, uh, next slide. I would just ask that you be a part of the table regularly. Your voice matters. Your voice matters here. And the only way that you actually show that you believe that is when you bring your voice to the table. And the only way that we can actually show that we believe that collectively is when we 
have your voice at the table to hear and to listen and to be a part of the conversation of this more beautiful way forward together. So I would just ask, as I said, be a part of this table. Do everything you can to be here regularly. Uh, I would ask that you'd invite others to the table and uh, figure that out. One of the things that we're doing and tweaking a little bit is, uh, and some, some of you might have a little bit of a conniption because of this, I get it, um, but we've typically kind of labeled everything that we do as CMYK community. And the reason for that was because at the center of everything that we're trying to do is community, period. And that's not changing. If anything, that's becoming uh, increasingly stronger and stronger. But the problem that we, uh, the problem, the thing that we kept running into over and over again is we would call this thing CMYK community. Someone would walk through the doors expecting something uh, that wasn't a church. And then they'd show up, they'd sit in a chair, and they'd listen to some, someone sing some songs, and then we'd pray some prayers, and then there'd be a talk, and then there's communion. And then they'd be like, but I, it's a church. I thought you said it was a community. We're like, no, it's a community. It's not a church. And they're like, yeah, that's a church, bro. Like, I don't know what, you, what you're thinking. <clears throat> and so for us, just from the standpoint of being able to invite people that they know what this thing is, uh, we're just going to start using the, the label and the term of this is CMYK Church. Um, you can still call it CMYK Community. We're not going to stop you and say you can't do that. Uh, but what, what I know is that it's a far better surprise for someone to walk into a church and go, whoa, this isn't a church. This is actually a community of people. And like be shocked by that. Then the opposite of they show up for a community and they go, wait a second, this is a church. Um, and so for us, we're just going to kind of flip that. So you, you just see some of that. It's really minor, uh, but that's important that you are on uh, that page and know what's going on. Uh, secondly, or thirdly, I would ask that uh, you guys help us set the table. Help us set this gathering in this space um, to do what we're doing. And many of you in this room already do that. Um, on the back, there's these help wanted cards. I would just ask that you think through. Uh, once a month in any one of these areas of whether it's just showing up 45 minutes early to help set up or um, just stay in 20 minutes after to help take down, whether it's helping with some slides, uh, helping with kids. We're always looking for help with kids. And just once a month, yeah, I can go, I can go play and connect with kids once a month. That's great. Um, we would just we just really need more and more people to help set this table that it's not just falling on a couple people's shoulders, but it's us as a community making this happen. And last but not least, we'd ask that you give regularly to this work. Um, we're gonna again we're talking about our finances and we're talking about how to best use our finances. Some of you, many of you in this room, give regularly to this thing called CMYK. Thank you. You're the reason that we're able to continue to do uh, what we're doing um, and give away what we've been able to give away. Um, but it's our hope and belief that more and more people would be able to engage and be a part of this and that this would matter. This would matter enough not only maybe for you to be here on Sunday, but matter enough for you to say, yeah, and, and I can give so much every month and you can just go to our website and just set up a reoccurring gift that this would be a part of your financial giving uh, on a regular basis to say this matters. This matters. We need a more beautiful way forward together and that you'd be there. This morning as we close... Um, I'm reminded of this moment in the life of Jesus. It's towards the end of his life, and he's sitting down with his disciples, really for the Last Supper is what it's known as. This moment where Jesus is about to go be crucified on the cross, have his body broken and his blood shed. And he's having this last moment conversation. And the scripture is very clear that Jesus knows fully well what's going on. He's not going to be surprised by anything that's coming at him. So he knows this is the last time, the last moment. And so he's having this moment with his disciples, and there's very intentional language behind what Jesus is communicating and saying. And the Gospel of John has the most language or the most verbiage that, that we have in this moment in the life of Christ. 
But there's this moment that many of us remember and know uh, that Jesus looks at his disciples and he says this. This is in John chapter 13. Jesus says, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I think it's important to note that out of all the things that Jesus could have talked about, all the things that Jesus could have highlighted, it wasn't, hey, you guys, make sure there's going to be this book. It's not going to be put together for a few more hundred years, so just wait. But in a few hundred years, there's going to be this book together. It's called the Bible. And when it's put together, just make sure that everybody reads it. But there's going to be a printing press in another few hundred years, so just wait for that. And then there's going to be, and then translate. Okay, so then maybe in the year uh, 2000, everybody can finally have a Bible. Now this is the point. Read this book. Obviously, Jesus didn't say this. Jesus didn't even say, hey, make sure that you have a really healthy devotional or spiritual life of prayer and meditation. Those are good things. At the end of the day, the thing for Jesus that he said, this is what matters above everything else. This is the only thing. is how you and I are choosing to physically look at the other people around us and love one another. And that the work that you see me doing here on the cross of breaking myself open and pouring myself out for the suffering of the world, that that's the same work that you would bring. The way that I have loved you is the way that you would choose to love the people around you, your enemies around you. And that when you do that, that's what moves this story forward. That's a more beautiful way forward together. So don't miss out on that. And for me, this verse that many of us have heard so many times is exactly what we're trying to do to continue to come back to this same moment of Jesus looking at his disciples before this meal of communion and saying, hey, this is what matters most. No matter what comes this week, no matter what comes this year, this is what matters most. Don't miss out on it. And this morning, 2019, to have the same statement, this is what matters most, that we figure out a more beautiful way forward in a world that's more and more polarized and spirituality that's less and less black and white, that we figure out how to love one another really, really well. And that start, its foundation was found in this moment at the table, and we keep coming back to this table of bread broken and a cup shared. And we say, yep, yep, yep. No matter what comes in 2019, yep, this matters. I've got to figure out how to love and embrace and be present, honest, open, and love with everyone. So this morning, this meal is the same thing it was in the very beginning. That you and I would breathe deep and understand the mystery of this world, the mystery of spirituality in our lives, but we would center it around, but there's a more beautiful way forward together, and that we would be committed to that, and that we all break from the same bread and share in the same cup because we're all a part of this together. So we're going to play a song, and everyone, everyone is welcome to come to this table, take a piece of bread, dip it in the cup, and receive and be a part of this story and this narrative that has been at the center of um, this story of Christ for thousands of years. Whenever you're ready, feel free to come forward. Let's pray. God, this morning, we eat of this bread and drink of this cup not because of any kind of magical powers or things that it brings to the table, but the important reminder of what matters most. And so um, as we look at this year, 
as we look at this community and, and what this thing called CMYK is, um, God, it's my prayer, my hope and belief that we don't lose sight of what matters most. There are so many people in the city of Billings that feel like they are all alone in their doubts and their struggles. They feel like they're all alone in their polarization and they don't know how to talk to somebody. Um, they feel like they're all alone in their spirituality. And God, it's my hope that this table would be a space where we can love one another. We can see and embrace one another. And so I'm uh, grateful for the invitation again and the reminder of this is what matters. We love you. In the name of Christ we pray. We say together, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here this morning. And thank you for being a part of this journey of CMYK. Uh, it's, it's been all over the place. Um, and um, some of that's good, some of that's not so good. Um, but at the end of the day, the reality that you're here and that you're a part of it um, is, is some of the most, I think, beautiful things that are happening in the city of Billings in a lot of ways for us to just continue to wrestle through this together. So thank you for being here and making that commitment. So uh, as always, if there's anything that we can do for you, please, please, please let us know. Um, and as always, please feel free to hang out and connect with people around you because they're really, really beautiful people. So we hope to see you here next week. Uh, what we're doing from here is we're going to launch into talking more specifically about um, these concepts of being present, honest, open, and the embodiment of love and inviting different voices in our community to share kind of what their own personal wrestling match is around those things. So um, I hope that you can be a part of the next few weeks. It's going to be really beautiful. Got a, real, a lot of really great people. So other than that, thanks everybody. Hope to see you next Sunday. Thanks.